Have you tuned out of the human status quo? You might not be ready for what's to come. It's about praying for heaven to come back to earth, praying for Eden to come back to earth. And people may clear a personal thing. It was never intended to be that. Because if heaven is built on earth again, it's going to be great for everyone. And Jesus is simply saying, all of you should pray for heaven to come back to earth, and then all of us will be covered. But what do Christians do? They pray for themselves. Welcome to Transfigured Universe, the community where we share a unique heavenly perspective on all areas of life. Tune in to the frequencies that have the power to transfigure your life. We chose a topic today that is called... When you enter the kingdom, you can't be a Christian anymore. When you enter the kingdom, you cannot be a Christian anymore. Interesting topic. Where to start? It's a big, big, big topic. It's really just about understanding that God is a universal God. God is the creator of the universe and he's not the God or the creator of Christianity. And I think a lot of Christians or religious people in general, like throwing the Buddhists, the, the Baptists, all the Ists in there and they claim God for themselves as if God was a Buddhist or God was a Christian or God was a Hinduist or, or something like that. And it's just silly. Like you are looking at the infinite being, at, at, at a universal being, and you're trying to appropriate that divine being to your denomination. When you go into the denominations, it's even crazier. Like you have Christians, then you have the evangelicals, the apostolic, the prophetic, the, the Baptists, the Methodists, the Catholics, the Protestant, like, and everyone is trying to fit God into their narrow way of doing things or into their narrow worldview, really. And it's just like mind-blowing. How did that happen if we consider God as universal, if God is all things, if God is the creator of the universe, if you believe that? I, I do believe that most religions can agree on that, that he's the creator of the universe. How can you then get to the point where you say God is a Christian? I mean, religion, like so many other things in life, is simply about power. It's simply about oppressing and making people really what you want them to do, basically. And most of the times you want people to serve your kingdom, serve your purposes, serve your objectives. and you need to find tools how to do that because you can't be at war with your own people all the time, like trying to force them to do something, right? So you need to be smarter than that, meaning you have to manipulate them in a way where you make them think that they work for themselves, but they really work for you. So religion is such a tool where it keeps people captive where you have to subscribe to a certain religion, you have to do what they tell you, only the priests and all these people know the truth and no one else does. And like even in the past with the Catholics, it was worse because only the priests could read the Bible and the people attending this uh, church service couldn't. So how much control does a pastor or a priest have when only you are perceived to know the truth? So you could literally tell them anything and people would do anything. Why? Because already just you have access to, to the so-called truth. And then also you make people afraid. If you don't do what I say, you're going to hell. Your life is not going to be right and all of that. So you combine fear, which is always going to work in this world. And you combine this power position, this authority figure that has access to certain resources and other people have not with these two things like it's just so easy to control people and that's where to give credibility to to your religion or you as a priest or whatever you have to take now that powerful being that god is to make it yours so that people can now believe you because you are backed up by god so to speak Basically, religions, they built whatever they are building and then they suppress people and then they say they have that right because they make people believe that God is behind them. And that's where you have to fit God into 
what you are doing for you to be effective in in manipulating people basically because those people like mostly are like leaders leaders from whatever re religion they they come from and first of all they try to gain that power for themselves and so that the people can follow them and then they back up with like putting God into their box. Because if the Catholics or whatever religion we're talking about here would actually tell people God is a universal God, suddenly you don't become the only authority anymore mm. because God is everywhere. God is in the universe. God is in nature. God is left and right. And you're not the only one that can claim to be the representative of God if God is really a universal God. So you can't share that revelation with people because if you do that, they might be with you or they might end up going to someone else's church or whatever, mm. and you're going to lose your, your followers. Those who talk about the universe, they would also say, oh yeah, God is everything, everywhere, like the new age people. What is that category? I about? mean, also that, that's the ultimate deception because if you yourself affirm that God is universal, why would you be subscribed to a specific religion? That thought goes so far, you know, like when we talk about God being universal, it's, it's, it's even beyond our imagination or, or comprehension because people are so focused and so locked up in their, in their traditions. Like when we say God is universal, like God is, is not in all these traditions or, or rituals that people do, like, Obviously, you have certain books that say, for example, pray, do this, get baptized and all of that. But in that same book, like all these practices that people find normal today, when you look at Genesis, the book of Genesis in the Bible, you don't see any of these practices. You don't see like subgroups. You don't see the Catholics, the Protestants. You don't see any of that. It's just human beings and their creator. And there wasn't even the law, like the Ten Commandments or something. It wasn't even there. If you would talk to people today and tell them, all right, take away your prayers, take away all your traditions, take away the law, take away the Bible even, because Adam didn't have a Bible. This is the truth. Like, again, in your same book, Adam didn't have all of those things. And that's where God truly was universal because he was there for every human and not just Christians or, or whoever. And with all these things, you just realize when people get triggered, when you ask them to take away all these things that are actually not universal, they, they will get mad at you. So where did all of these traditions and rituals and practices come from? It really also started like in the book of Genesis when Adam and Eve fell and they, they fell out of a relationship and connection with God and they weren't in a heavenly state anymore, right? So there was the fallen world, the fallen nature and in that fallen state, just having experienced heaven before, it's a tough state to be in because you are suffering now and you know how life can be when you're not suffering, mm. right? So you have that strong contrast. And now in fallen states, you're trying to do everything to get back to that heavenly state of Eden where everything was flowing, provided for, and so on and so forth. And being in that state of punishment, the fallen state, and God already told you that, hey, your redemption or salvation is not going to happen until that specific time. In the meantime, you still try to figure out your way. You still try to hustle and you still try to get back into the Garden of Eden from a secret way. But also the book of Genesis is saying that there was an angel standing before that was guarding the garden. So there was no way to just walk straight back into Eden. So the humans had a great idea. What did they do? They started offering sacrifices. <laughs> they started to pray. <laughs> they started calling upon the name of God. They did all these rituals. They started to fast. All these crazy things that we have in religions today, they came from a fallen state. Again, in the Garden of Eden, you don't see any of that. So all these traditions that we see, like the earliest, it came from Adam and Eve themselves because they were the, the priests <laughs> of all the future religions. And then after that, when more people populated the earth, you had like these rulers, 
these uh, empire leaders, uh, these kingdoms fighting against each other. And that's where like the mass control really came in where they said, if you don't sacrifice the way we do, you are wrong. God is not with you. If you don't pray like we do, you are not with God. If you don't do this like we do, again, and this is how people now would gain followers, mm. right? How it was like separated exactly. into different uh, religions. Exactly. So and some of these people, like again, they use God as a backup to make it happen. And like for some, there were actually genuine things happening. Like you had like a leader, then maybe a miracle happens through that leader. And the leader was like, oh, I'm going to use this. I'm going to start my own church, my own religion, my own thing. And because there was like a, a miraculous thing that was happening sometimes, or most of the times it was witchcraft or whatever, people would use that to then give themselves credibility. And since humans, they can't really do these spiritual things or these supernatural things, well, you believe the guy that changed wine into water or whatever whatever happened. And this is just uh, crazy <laughs> again. And yeah, this is how different peoples or different uh, religions would gain their followers up to this day. Traditions, practices, fasting, prayers, all of these things are man-made. God never asked humans to do that to begin with. Never. Like, when you look at the first word that God commanded Adam to do after he was created, was work. Work. Like, literally work. Stop being lazy and exactly. work. Exactly. <laughs> Hypocrites. It was about work. That's literally the first, we can say, command, or it's, it's not like a law thing, but that's the first thing that God asked of Adam after his creation. Work. It wasn't worship me, sing for me, pray, like, especially the worshipers, like, gosh, no one asked you to worship, like, anyways. That's another subject. That's another Worshiping subject. is another yeah, subject. Like we are in a fallen world, like, literally. So the first thing that God asked of Adam was to work. Yeah. It wasn't to pray. It wasn't to go to church. It wasn't to start a religion. It wasn't to start offering sacrifices. It wasn't to worship. None of that. Like, so like you said before, if you take all of these things away, if you take the Bible away, if you take traditions away, if you take all of these practices, fasting, prayer, people should ask themselves, like, what do I have left? Exactly. Who what, am I? Who am I? What do I have left? What am I going to do with my life now? Yeah. People think that's their life purpose, to fulfill these rituals and religious acts and all of that. And if they don't do them, they're just lost. They're just lost. And again, like in the Garden of Eden, it wasn't like that. Mm. And the crazy thing is it's written. Like everyone can read it. Everyone sees it. But people wouldn't focus on that because, again, that was a time where the human or Adam and Eve were really free to fulfill God's purpose for them mm. without being restricted by governments, people, religion and all of that so today since we have all of that governments religion and all of that they don't want people to realize how it was back then because if people would live like adam and eve no one would have control no one would have power no one would have a church no one would have followers no one would have members how would this world look like exactly like heaven anyways <laughs> that's the plan <laughs> that's where people get it wrong and it it's just shocking because like we are talking about history here it's not our ideas it's written it was written before we showed up on earth so like we are just picking up what was there and it's still the same today and people don't make the link and they live they continue to live this fallen state world and and the lie just another thing about prayer for example because we're saying that prayer was not asked of god to to humans but there are like in the New Testament, for example, that a verse where Jesus did ask his disciples to pray. So how would you explain that? Just for those who are like, no, but it's written there. You are wrong. So basically, already when Christ came, Christ was talking about coming to fulfill the law, to give the law its full meaning. That means that the law wasn't the real thing. So there was the real thing before because whatever God creates is perfect. So the conditions, the environments, the circumstances of Eden, this is what God genuinely desired. It straight came out of 
God's creation. This is just what it is. And then things got complicated. Things got messed up. And man came up with all these ritual sacrifices and so on and so forth. And then when Jesus came, Jesus came to restore what was lost in Eden and then even bring it to, to another level. Jesus coming into a fallen world now, he had to be an example or he had to be a guide for people to leave the fallen world to get back into heaven. And in that state, when you are fallen, there is a place and time for prayer because you are in a fallen state. It is not natural to live heaven on earth. It's not natural to be in connection with God. It's not natural to live your purpose and to work uh, according to God's plan. So you need to realign your, your being, your thoughts and all of that, which requires prayer. So that's where you cry out to God to help you get back into the Eden state. But as, as we talked in another video, what do people do nowadays when they pray? They ask for things, which is not why you should be praying. Like all the prayers that, that Jesus was even asking his disciples to pray is our Father that is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. So it's about praying for heaven to come back to earth, praying for Eden to come back to earth. And people make prayer a personal thing. It was never intended to be that. Because if heaven is built on earth again, it's going to be great for everyone. And Jesus is simply saying, all of you should pray for heaven to come back to earth, and then all of us will be covered. But what do Christians do? They pray for themselves. And then you have some success here, some failures there, and there's just no, no oneness and no unity. No oneness with God. Yeah. We talk about the kingdom and heaven and also bringing that back to earth. So prayer and all of these traditions and things that people are doing nowadays were really like a way of connecting again to God. So there comes a time where you can get back into that state, that state where you are one with God, where you are so aligned with God that you don't need to pray anymore. You don't need to do certain practices because you kind of understand God and His desires for your life. Exactly. And this is how it was in Eden. And that's why Adam and Eve never needed to pray because they were one with God. And when we go even further talking about creation, angels and all of that, like when you understand who God is, you will understand who you are. And when, once you understand who you are, you understand that on, on this earth, things have been created for the human. and. That means that things are supposed to serve the human. When you understand that and you have that kingdom mindset, like literally kingdom mindset where you are a royalty, you have servants, you have things that serve you, you have things or beings that look out for you. You don't have to pray. And Jesus even says, before you pray, God already knows what you want, what you desire. And he would even tell people, don't be like the Pharisees that go to public places, doing these prayer meetings, like being in the corner of the street and crying out loud, praying for everyone to hear. If you have a concern, go into your room in, in the secret, God will answer you. So Jesus' way of, of thinking about prayer and all of these different traditions that, that people have going on nowadays was just completely different. I wonder what Christians, what do they read when they read about the Pharisees? because most times what I experience is they were acting like the Pharisees and not seeing that that's what they were. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, what do they think when they read? Because personally, I remember when I read about that, like how the Pharisees would go out and scream and talk about the Bible and tell people to do whatever, but their hearts were like empty. and They're like bleached tombs like outside polished but inside of them it's full of, of death yeah exactly i was like well that's a prayer i did i was god no i don't want to be like that you know how do they not understand that most of the things that some of these people do are very like the pharisees it's all about preaching talking mostly about things that you kind of understood about the word but not really like living the word mm. 
Definitely. I'm just baffled again when you look at how how things work, uh, talking about Christians now, like in this modern time. As you said, they have access to the Bible, they read the Bible, but it's always hard to look in the mirror, kind of. And people would just say that, oh, that was back in the times. I'm not part of Pharisees because I do believe in Jesus. But the Word says that the Word is alive. Exactly. So what was then is still available today. and true today. Yeah. Yeah. So that means that today we also have Pharisees. They might not be called like that anymore. But there is a category of people, most people, we have to say most people, are in that category because it's just always difficult to face the mirror. You don't do it, you don't see it, you pretend that you're on the side of those who do good, but you never really examine yourself, you don't go deeper, and that's where you just live in deception. There is another word that we also like to, to talk about or that we have uh, touched on a couple of times, which is in Matthew 7, 21, where Christ is telling people, I don't know you, go away from me. And these very same people, and he would say, most people, they will come to me at the last day and say, Lord, Lord, or Master, Master, we did this in your name, we did miracles, we casted out demons, we do this and that. And Christ is looking at them and saying, I don't know you. And he's saying, most people will be in that category. So that's what I'm saying. The amount of your prayer is not going to determine if Jesus knows you or not. The amount of demons you might cast out is not going to determine that. The amount of ministry work, whatever you call ministry work you think you're doing, is not a measurement of that. They were even casting out demons and they still didn't make it to heaven because this is not what God actually looks at. And all these people, you can put them in the same category as the Pharisees because the Pharisees are also people that didn't make it to heaven. But I feel like that is a verse that is known and a lot of people do speak about that verse, but yet I feel like there's still not an understanding on that verse. I mean, yes, sometimes you need to take the word very literal, but sometimes there's also like a meaning behind, like you need to understand that those words that are there are what he means, but there's also a lot of other things that he means, and that's for you to understand that with with wisdom. But I feel like a lot of people use that so they see, oh, well, I'm not casting demons, or I'm not like doing all of these things, so that's not me. But there's still a lot of things that they do that might be them in that situation. Definitely. How do we switch? How do we understand if we're going to be in that category or not? Yeah, I'm just saying, so for people that say, I'm not casting out demons, I'm not doing all these things. So you are lazy. You're not doing anything. You're not working. You're not performing miracles and all of that. And you think you're going to make it. These are people that were quote unquote productive. They were doing something and they thought that they were doing the right thing and they still didn't make it. Wow. They were actually working. Jesus didn't call them a liar saying that you haven't done these things. He hmm. just said, I don't know you, go away. So he didn't say they were lying doing these things. So now if you haven't done anything, not even that, like what makes you believe that you are going to make it? Hmm. Like you don't know Jesus and you have no fruits to show for. Like it's it's like a double, <laughs> double rejection right there. But what does it mean for... For Jesus to know you. That's exactly where we come back to, to the topic where you have to understand that God is universal. God is not a Christian. Jesus is not a Christian. The apostles weren't Christians. The Bible is not a Christian book. The Old Testament, they call it, it's, it's from the Jews actually. Again, when you look at those who wrote the Bible, those who were the actors in the Bible, like the apostles, none of them called themselves Christians. And again, that same book in the beginning, when we talk about Genesis, Adam and Eve and all of that, there was no religion. So God is beyond all of that. And specifically talking about Christians, when Christians don't understand that God is not a Christian, it's just hard. Like you're, you're not going to know God. Because if you would know God, you would know that he's not a Christian. It's, 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 it's the silliest thing. and. I, I'm just confused that people take pride in calling themselves Christians and like they wear their crosses and all of that. It's, it's just like mind-boggling to me because again, the book they say is the truth, the Bible they read is not talking about what they are talking about. 
going back to Adam. So if you want to know God, look at creation when it was perfect, when God actually created things and when God actually put things into place the way he intended it, which was in the Garden of Eden. So you already have to go back to the beginning and study the beginning. What was the relationship between Adam and Eve and God? What was going on? What were, what were the dynamics? God never told Adam about the Ten Commandments, but Adam was behaving in a certain way. So things were going in a certain way. So people have to go back to, to that original state and study that, I would say. If you're living as a Christian in a fallen world and all these misconceptions around, that's the easiest way. Start asking the right questions, I would say. Go back to, to the book of Genesis, read it before the fall, obviously, and study it. One or two chapters are loaded. Like, if you really meditate on them, you will understand a lot of things. What we can share in this conversation is already there was a God, the creator of the universe, so there was a universe that was created by that God. So universe includes heaven, earth, space, everything in existence. And there were, for us on earth, there were human beings. These were the three main players or main aspects or main things to, to focus on while living. He didn't talk about books or holy scrolls to follow and all of that. And Christ, when he came back, we, we talked about Christ coming back to make people aware of the Garden of Eden again, for the law to be fulfilled as it was intended to be. So Christ basically brought back heaven on earth. What would he talk about? Most of the times it was nature. Why? Because nature was created by God. So he used nature as a basis to teach universal principles, heavenly principles, and earthly principles. But that already gives us a clue. So that means that Adam didn't need a book because nature around him would already teach him certain things, how they need to happen and how it is. Nature, for example, is already much closer to God than a book or than a Bible even because the Bible is literally man-made, like humans wrote it down. Right? So it's, it's a product of humans. Yes, you can say that it was inspired by God, but at the end of the day, humans were writing a book. Creation, I haven't seen a human yet that can claim that I created that plant, I created that stone, I created air. They can't because they haven't. So God created these things. So instead of studying what humans created, which is a book, Bible, yes, God inspired, whatever, but it still came from a human, and they understand that revelation they received through their own lens, right? So it's not like the purest, freshest God revelation, like without the blockages of personal limitations and religion and culture and all of that, because it was still filtered through a person, through a soul. Mm. So maybe somewhere along the way, something got lost in translation, right? Because God doesn't speak English. God speaks in a, in a different way. So that's already a big clue. So rather than studying that, shouldn't we study what God actually created? Because we know that God is love. So if, if you want to understand love, understand what God created and it will teach you love. God is about wisdom. If you want to gain wisdom, study what God created and you will gain wisdom. To really know God and understand God and if you might not be at the point where you have that personal relationship with God, start studying what God created, which is nature. That's what Adam had. That's the only thing he had. He had God, obviously, but again, Adam was in a perfect state so he had that relationship with God but now we are in a fallen world so we don't have that anymore so study nature and nature will bring you closer to God thanks for being tuned in so far we appreciate you are enjoying the frequencies if you desire to go deeper and take your life to higher dimensions tune up by joining the transfigured community at transfigureduniverse.com but I feel like religious people what happened then is so far away and they would even mention it like all of these things happening in the past the connections with God and the relationship uh, certain prophets and people had back then with God for them it's like so far away 
and then you coming and you know like sharing about uh, studying nature and all of that to to understand God religious people I feel sometimes won't agree with that because they say that you have to study the book you have to study the word it's so limited actually to just base yourself on that and it's like if you come with a different revelation of something that you've experienced with God like if it's not written in the book they would like say no that cannot be because it is not written it is sin or it is this or it is that and and you're surprised because all of those people like you said it's a man-made book was also written by people who had the same revelations who had like interactions and an encounter with God and they wrote about it so the same way people today can have those same experiences and also share about it Of course it has to align in a certain way it has to make sense or not but yeah people are mostly like closed by the book and by the word and again there is this verse that says the letter kills but the spirit brings life so what is the spirit you know what i mean you stay in that book and reading and of course there is all revelation in there but you should not just live by that you should live by getting fed by that word by that knowledge that revelation and then experience it for yourself and that's where you can really grow religious people are very limited in that one book and they don't go out to really experience nature and see yeah why and how god created nature and how it can actually speak to us and how it can actually teach us so many things definitely yeah like i love the reference you made uh, to the ladder kills and the spirit gives life again that same book the bible that people swear by is pointing you constantly towards another direction not to itself <laughs> like it's a book documented to point you towards a direction and not to itself and in that specific verse it literally says the letter kills but the spirit gives life what gives life what is life everything that is alive everything that exists through science and all of that we know that plants exist that plants are real that plants are alive they give off life they make us live with oxygen and all of that so nature is alive why because God the spirit that the verse talks about God the spirit brings life God the spirit created life God the spirit brought life into existence so everything that is alive is filled by that same spirit so if you start studying these things that are alive like again nature for example you will get closer to that spirit and you will understand why certain things happen the way they happen maybe like there's a part where people just like to go sit in a place and listen to a preacher or somebody speak to them and hype them up in that moment and then go back home and not really experience the true life that was given and is available for everyone and even though they say they they get it but what does it mean like if you're only going to sit in a place and not be transformed by anything that you hear or if it's even the the good message for you but if you're not being transformed if you're not having an experience experiences with God if you're not having these encounters revelations that makes you like grow and see the world differently and challenge you and you know just awakens so many things within you then what are you doing like what's the point of having that god again if it's maybe just to grant you all of your desires but that's not it and that's not the way to go it's just shocking it is just shocking and and heartbreaking and that's why jesus had a big problem with the religious crowds with the pharisees and and all the rest because they were exactly stuck in these ways when jesus would talk about nature like again jesus actually talked about nature like it can't be clearer than that mm. and these people they wouldn't agree no our book the torah moses all of that like it's the same thing you say you believe someone you believe in jesus and all of that that same jesus is talking to you about nature now you don't believe you should also study nature or look into what jesus said about nature like how does that make sense the pharisees 
replied the exact same way, no, not nature, law of Moses, the Torah, our forefathers, the traditions. So if you're answering like that, you know in which category you are. You know who you are. You know who you are. You know who you are. And it's okay, you can always yeah. change. Just admit it yeah. and grow. That's the first step to change. <laughs> That's the first step. Look yourself in the mirror, see what is wrong, it's okay, and go from there because yeah. you can change and you can learn, that's for sure. We've been talking again about all of that. What is it to be in the kingdom? Because we said like, when you understand the kingdom, especially when you've been from religion to the kingdom, there's no going back, like nothing makes sense. and. It's just overwhelming how wrong you were. There's a lot, I think, to take in, but it's so amazing to experience the kingdom, the true kingdom. The kingdom of God. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a tough journey when, when you have been caught up in this religious bubble, especially Christianity, because you talk about the same guy, which is Christ, and because of that, you think that you made it. But no, you didn't. You're, you're still out there. And when you come from that to get into the kingdom, yes, it's a tough journey because everything, I can say everything that you have learned is wrong. Like it just doesn't hold up in the kingdom. And that's why the title of this message is when you enter the kingdom, you can't be a Christian anymore. It changes because the kingdom is not part of a religion or anything that Jesus didn't join a religion. Like he didn't join the the priests and Pharisees and all of that, like he's even beat them up like with the rod. It was crazy. So that's kind of the same conflict that a religious person or a Christian will face when they go from the religion into the kingdom of God, because that's, that's the conflict that is going to happen. It's the conflict of ideas, conflict of revelations, all the wrong teachings yeah. that have been push down your throat and all of that and it is tough but it is also very rewarding and that's now the true meaning of that verse which says the truth shall set you free please understand it's the truth of the kingdom so if you have experienced the truth shall set you free because you went from the world to, to Christianity that's one level but now there is another level when you go from Christianity into the kingdom and then you will experience another the truth shall set you free so the ultimate the ultimate the real one that jesus was actually talking about when you enter the kingdom you can't be a christian anymore because we said it in the beginning god is the creator of the universe so you are the king of the kingdom that you created you are the king or you are the ruler of your creation so since God created the universe, God is the king of the universe. So when we say kingdom of God, what is the kingdom of God? It's basically the entire universe, it's everything in existence. That's like how vast the kingdom of God is. And again, the universe doesn't know Christianity, doesn't care about Christianity. The universe cares about humans because you are made in the likeness of God, as it is said in Genesis. And we can interact with that universe or we can exist in that universe. We can have experiences in that universe. That's now the kingdom level. And then obviously for kingdom citizens, there are also desires or principles or values of the kingdom of God, which are aligned to universal laws, which are aligned to the laws of nature and so on and so forth. So this is what you live by. You live by that. You don't live by a Bible or by Christianity or but by what the pastor is telling you or, or all of that. You live by the kingdom of God, which goes beyond everything. In the kingdom of God, there are no religions or something. In the kingdom of God, we understand that there is the kingdom of light, which is the kingdom of heaven, and there's the kingdom of darkness. So there are only two different kind of beings in existence. There are just people that are or humans that are in the light, which means you are aligned with God, you know God, and that's by what you live, and that are human beings that chose deliberately to disconnect from God because they think that 
they they want to do their own life they don't care about god and that's what we call people from the kingdom of darkness so from a kingdom perspective there are only two territories you're either in the kingdom of light or in the kingdom of darkness and that kingdom of light has nothing to do with your religion it's it's something different like you said it's truly beyond christianity truly beyond traditions religion practices it's just another way of living life of understanding this world of understanding humans people why you were created and it's just another expression of life an experience of life that is that is so amazing and there's so much to to talk about there again it's so vast but once you experience this kind of life you can't go back because it's like like you said before the truth really set you free and whatever was before does not exist anymore does not matter and just does not even make sense that is the craziest part like there's so many things that mattered to you in your let's say normal life that when you enter it's actually like the door opening up to you you would see in movies or whatever but spiritually that's really what happens and there's so many things that just don't matter anymore and you truly see more light and you just want to be in that light and you just want to grow in that light and you just want to go higher and higher and yeah be transformed into into what God really created you to be i think that is also something that i don't think so i know that is something that a lot of people are looking for they just don't know exactly what but this is it and that's why you can't go back you can't you can't it's like you have seen the light for the first time <laughs> you have seen things that are just fascinating and you can't unknow that like once you have seen it you you can't unsee it it's it's there it's in your face and if you would try to go back that memory of the light you saw will always cause that conflict within you and it's it's unbearable it's like you're out of a cage you have experienced freedom for the first time you can go wherever you go like travel whatever it is and then you have to go back to to that 9 to 5 <laughs> that's exactly it i remember when experiencing that i really saw getting into this life this brightness where you're so amazed by the life that is actually available in this life that it might be overwhelming at some point and you might have like some thoughts like oh what if i go back and then i i remember having this vision of like being in a shop but like you know seeing this uh, this cashier just like beep beep and i was like imagine i'm beep beep and and then in my mind i'm like thinking about what i've seen like how can you go back to such a life I'm not saying that it's wrong to be a cashier or whatever you know i'm just saying that you know it's like experiencing I don't know all the greatness of life and going back to such a a basic life it it does not make sense you can't bear it it's unbearable you can't so definitely like the kingdom of god is is everything yeah and there's just something that also came to mind while you were sharing uh, about your vision because we talk about the universe here that god is the creator of the universe which is true and we talked about christians and once you get into the kingdom you can't be a christian anymore and for those who can't maybe relate to that because you say oh i'm not a christian whatever you're still a human so this is for you because people that wouldn't be like part of the traditional religions like jew muslim christian and all of that we talk about the new age people here so they call themselves deep they know the universe energy frequency spiritual all of that kind of stuff and you are part of the same crowd because also the new age thing is also just another religion really like you have your own songs you have your own doctrines you have your own whatever it's a religion yeah practices yeah practices reiki healing anyways and then they talk about god as the universe you know what i mean so when they have issues when they have problems when, when they want something when they talk about their manifestation whatever they talk about yes the universe hears you the universe will manifest the universe will do this or that which is also an ultimate deception because again there is a creator of the universe the universe itself is not 
the ultimate creator. The universe hasn't created itself. Wow. So everyone that is saying that, oh yeah, I trust in the universe. No, no, not God, the universe. There is a part that is right because the universe serves you. Like God created the universe, created his creation is there to, like you said, to serve us and to, to make use of it and to learn from it. Of course, but that's not the ultimate. That's true. What they do is just that they cross the line where they, they start to worship the universe that was intended to serve them. Mm. But you have to go deeper to find the one who created the universe and connect to the creator. That's so good. And that's where it's a difference. So that's why like all the new age people, like they also live in darkness because they are not connecting to the ultimate source, God, who is also light. So as long as you haven't connected to God, you can't be in light. It's impossible because all the light that exists only comes from God. And if you are not with God and you are in darkness by, by default. So even if you rely on the universe as your God, you are in darkness. Even though the universe was created by God, it was intended to serve you, you can't worship it. It's the same thing like worshiping nature. There are people, they worship cows. There are people that worship animals. They worship plants. Trees. Trees. They, the tree huggers. Exactly. They, it's they, okay. You can love on trees, but yeah, I mean... Look. Like, don't go too deep, please. <laughs> don't make it your God. Yeah. Or the ocean, like, or the water people. Or worshiping the sun, like in ancient Egypt. You can go into astrology and all of yeah. that, like... The astrologers, they worship the star signs. It's also an extension of the universe. Yeah. And for them, these elements, they made it their God. And that's where it's foolishness and it's darkness because it's a creation like yourself. It is not the creator. The sun didn't create the universe. And the new age people or humans that think that they don't have a religion, but they believe in the universe, there is no such thing as the universe. The universe is a creation it's not the creator it's like idol worship because it's a thing yeah. yes the universe is alive and all of that but it's like worshiping a thing because you're worshiping a thing that was created by the creator yeah. so if you worship the creation you are not there yet and you are deceiving yourselves and mm. again it's it's consciously denying the creator and it's, it's a sign of disrespect. This is what it is. Because the idea of God basically just scares people. Because it's a personified being. Like a conscious being that can see you, that can hear you, that can interact with you, that can react to you or respond to you based on how you behave. So people are afraid. They try to find another way to surpass God or to bypass God because they know that if I'm not doing right and I have to face that being called God, I can be called out. I can be put in my place. I can face judgment. So there is that thing. But the universe is that fluffy, cloudy thing that no one knows what it is doing, where it is, where it is coming from. So when you mess up, you don't have that feeling that you are being held accountable because it's the universe. Like you said before, people are afraid of God or yeah, the idea of God because they think that they would be like judged or whatever. And so they try to find other ways or other ways of living their life. But if they already think that, if God sees everything you do at the end of the day, then there is a belief that, well, no matter what you do, you are being seen and you will pay a certain price for that at some point so how does it make sense yeah, if i believed in that then i would say okay then I, I prefer to to then obey the being that created me and see what's there for me i'd rather than go to this god and figure out what, what's there for me yeah. definitely and because of that like it's literally saying god is light god is consciousness knowledge god is the truth god is righteousness god is all of these attributes and people they know that and they don't want to go there because of fear of judgment because of fear of being called out so basically as you said you're you're telling us that you're afraid to go into the light 
So who is afraid of going into the light? Wow. Dark people, like obviously. <laughs> so you are dark and you are in darkness and you are consciously rejecting Light. God or heaven and light and all of that. Don't be mad at God if your life is not working out, if you are living in darkness, if you have bad dreams and people chasing you all the time or whatever, or demons showing up. People talk about, I have to deal with my demons. You love, you prefer darkness. Like, that's where these creatures live. It's crazy. It's like preferring to live in a certain city, knowing that it's... It's literally hell there, it's crazy, there's war, but you still stay there because, well, you're comfortable there. You're comfortable. You're not okay with maybe the war, but you're comfortable. You're comfortable. Instead of, well, just leave the place and go to a safer place and experience peace, life and light. Yeah, so for most people, it is more comfortable to, to stay in darkness than yeah. facing the light. And that's also the thing, they only see the light as having to face the light. They don't mm. see a possibility where you can live in the light and actually be good and have all these uh, beautiful experiences. For them, light is always the judge or judgment. Yeah. They don't see it as a benefit for them. And that also shows who you think you are. Don't choose darkness, choose light. Choose light, <laughs> choose light. Again, we talked about it before. Like when you are in religion, Christian especially, but all religions and all human beings, when you make the transition into the kingdom of God, since the kingdom of God is light and wherever you are coming from is darkness, everyone is going to experience a shock, like culture shock, uh, perception shock, all of these kind of things. Because everything you have been taught basically is wrong, especially when you, you, you get into the kingdom of light. So you're going to face that discomfort but you will feel deep down that it's still the right thing. I'm still moving in the right direction. It yeah. is maybe unbearable. It doesn't feel always great, but you feel that if you keep going, you will get to a place where you will experience peace and joy and love and all these beautiful attributes and states of, of, of heaven. You can really compare it to wanting to have a successful life. You need to go through some challenges you need to do things that you don't want to do you need to do things that you haven't done before but the more you do it the more you understand it the more you get comfortable with it the more you see that man it's great it's amazing and it's actually for my good and uh and then you you live in success you live in the light and and it's amazing and wonderful definitely people just have to understand that their concept of god like for most part, especially for religious people, is wrong because they try to think about God through their lens of religiosity, traditions, and all of that. But God is the creator of the universe, and people really have to understand that. And for the New Age people, they have to understand that their God, which is the universe, is also a creation of God's the creator of that universe. So if you want to get out of darkness you really have to make that switch to say that i was worshiping a universe that i don't know and we don't know where it is coming from we don't know anything it's just so vast but if you actually like become courageous and you want to go deeper and elevate your your spirituality and all of that you have to go to the source and that's where you will find the creator of that universe. Stay tuned to the frequencies that have the power to transfigure your life by subscribing, liking, and sharing this transfigured frequency. You can find our video episodes on our YouTube channel, Transfigured Universe. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. If you desire to go deeper and take your life to higher dimensions, we invite you to join the Transfigured community at transfigureduniverse.com. Stay tuned.